back to being the only person on the podcast and also recording in a van. I guess this is just going to be a lonely Tobecast. Welcome back to the Lonely Tobe cast. I'm the titular Tobe, and once again, the cast is just going to be me today. But that's okay, because I think I'm getting a little better at doing a solo Tobe cast. Of course, you can always tell me what I can do better being solo by writing in. Especially those who actually listen. I'm talking about you, my friends, can tell me what I can do better. And don't worry about hurting my feelings. I'm so dead inside that I don't have any feelings anymore. (laughs) So, anyway, on to a random subject. I am just as bad as Cassie is, because I don't have a random subject to do. I'm a little flustered at the moment, because we just got back from a nice long weekend away, and had a nice convention, where we got to see old friends, and get some good information, but getting back into the swing of things is a little more difficult than I'd like to admit. So, it seems to be the case with pretty much my life at the moment, but thankfully I think that's the last big thing that is going to be happening. Of course, I still do have to get my new car, which apparently is a bigger hassle than I remember it being. I finally got the check for the crashed car and now I just have to figure out how to order a car from Indiana. Here's a random subject. Why do Americans hate practicality? Because here's the thing. The sedan is not the most practical vehicle. It's a wagon, or a hatchback is. And even then, American hatchbacks are just sedans that have hatchbacks in the back of them. And they're completely useless because they're so tiny. An actual hatchback, an actual wagon, has the utility of a truck, the space of a a regular car, with the gas mileage of a regular car, and it has a Pretty good towing capacity, 1,000 pounds, enough for like a light trailer. So why do people want sedans? In fact, why do people, why do we even have two-door cars anymore? It's not like anybody's rich enough to buy those. Or I'm wondering how big of a shift we're going to see in cars when millennials are like the only people buying cars anymore because millennials aren't going to be buying these two-door muscle cars for from Mustang or anything like that. They're going to want a nice practical vehicle. And I suppose some will go with the Prius, which is a hatchback and it's got the got the electric thing and all that kind of stuff, but out here in the boonies, you don't really have that many options to uh charge up your vehicle I mean it's got to be way more of a hassle trying to get it 
get an electrical plug tied into your co- into your house and all that sort of stuff. So, listen up, America. You need to make more practical cars because Toby needs a brand new wagon, and all he's found is a Cadillac, which might prove to be expensive to fix if it ever breaks down. So, I suppose that's random enough topic for you. Hello everybody and welcome to our holiday segment where we get to tell you exactly what is going on each and every day of the month. Because holidays, federal holidays are few and far between, why not spice up your life with a couple more, uh, let's say, weirder holidays. So we still have a couple of months, the month ofs of July. So, apparently, it has got pretty much all of the all of the uh, ingredients for a good grill. Because well, I mean, it is it is Fourth of July is the biggest thing. So we have National Baked Bean Month, National Grilling Month, National Hot Dog Month, and National Horseradish Month. So I mean. We have pretty much all the ingredients for a nice barbecue, other than ketchup. It's not National Ketchup Month, I don't think. But, I mean, I'll, I will take some horseradish on my hot dog every now and then. Especially when it's nice and fresh. But, uh, yeah, I guess that's gonna be it for National national Months until next week. Where we're gonna get into the final little bits and pieces of stuff. And now for our National Days. Starting with Monday, July 15th, is National Give Something Away Day. So, I'm giving away my time and energy to you all. So why not give some time and energy away to some other people? Because even though some people consider it worthless, a whole bunch of people would appreciate giving some time and energy from your busy schedule. It's also National I Love Horses Day. I, of course, don't really love horses all that much. I think they're pretty magnificent, but the last revelation that about horses is that their legs are actually pretty much fingers. Kind of turned me off on horses as weird creatures that I don't really particularly enjoy being around. Although they can be loving little guys, too. I'm kind of talking myself in and out of liking horses. It's really weird. July 16th is Tuesday. Tuesday, July 16th is National Personal Chef's Day. So why not give your personal chef a break and make yourself something for once? I mean, Reginald has been cooking for me constantly since I've gotten this new job and making sure that I have nice lunches and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to have to remember to that today we're going to, well actually no, it's uh, Monday today. Anyway, it's gonna be, we're gonna give Reginald a day off. He deserves it. 
Wednesday, July 17th is National Lottery Day. And so this is a reminder to not play the lottery because you have higher chances of being struck by lightning five times than winning the lottery. So if you want to put your if you want to put yourself through that much pain and suffering as losing a whole bunch of money, uh, why not get struck by lightning and then deal with the medical bills? I mean, you could always do that. It's also Wrong Way Corrigan Day. So, I suppose if you know anybody named Corrigan, tell them that they're going the wrong way in life. I have no clue what a Corrigan is. It's also World Emoji Day. That's interesting. Hmm. I mean, I, I used to be really uh, against emojis, but I'm getting more and more accustomed to them because when I first started texting, because I'm a child of the 90s, I was used to talking on the phone. I absolutely hated texting because cause the person, the inside voice in my head is always like yelling at me. So whenever I read at, read other people's texts, it seems like they're always upset or mad at me. So when I get a nice, like, happy face emoji or a surprised face emoji, it's, it helps calm me down to actually know what the person is like, what their emotion actually is when they're, when they're relaying this text message. So good, good for emojis. It's also National Hot Dog Day in the National Hot Dog Month. So, I mean, why not have hot dogs for, uh, hot dogs for, uh, dinner on Wednesday? I'm going to have to remind Reginald to uh, to cook those up for me. July 18th, or Thursday, is National Sour Candy Day. My favorite kind of candy. Sour kind. I've been searching for uh, the best type of lemon candy, actually. So, I've been going on Amazon and searching lemon candy and buying like a new pack every once in a while to try to test out. So far, there's one from Germany that's actually pretty good. It's got powdered sugar in it for some reason, so I don't really, I'm not a fan of that, but when you actually get to the candy, it's pretty good. July 19th, Friday, is National Daiquiri Day, so just in time for the weekend, why not get absolutely sloshed with some daiquiris? I think daiquiris are alcoholic. I've never had one, so I wouldn't know. Saturday, July 20th, is National Moon Day. The coolest thing that's going on right now is that NASA is going back to the moon and making a moon base. I know that we're going back to the moon in five years, and I think the moon base is within ten, I think. 2024 is when we're going back to the moon. So I've seen the, like, the footage of the uh, moon landing and all that kind of stuff in all that grainy footage. So I really want to see what it looks like in high definition and all that kind of stuff. It's going to look amazing. It's going to be, I'm going to definitely be watching that on the television that day. <laughs> Probably the only thing I'm going to watch live on television in the longest time. It's also Toss Away the Could Haves and Should Haves Day. So I have a whole bunch of Could Haves and Should Haves piled up in my house, actually. I've got a whole closet full of them. So I better clean those out like I should have cleaned it out a long time ago. And there I just added another one to the pile. I could have uh, not done that, but I did. So, I mean, I really have a hard time letting things go, especially when I could have done something better or I should have done something better. 
So maybe it's time. Maybe it is time to just toss all those away. I'll have to remember that on Saturday, just to let all that stuff go. Now, and then finally, July twenty-first, Sunday, is National Be Someone Day. So, I'm I'm most of the time, I'm most of the time nobody. Cause, uh, whenever people say nobody'll get that or nobody does this. I'm usually that person. So, I'm going to be somebody. So, I guess when they when people say somebody's got to somebody's got to do it's going to cause an awful lot of work for me. Somebody's got to do this, that and the other thing. Somebody did this. I'm going to get in trouble a whole bunch too. Hmm. Maybe it's better to be nobody than someone. I don't know. Figure that out for yourself, I suppose. Crap. Welcome to our video game news segment. I have not been playing anything at all this week. Because not only has the car accident finally caught up with me and feeling like I'm going to ache my bones out. <laughs> I am just still trying to get on a good schedule with the new job, so... I'm looking forward to an update to Sea of Thieves coming out Wednesday. It's going to reward you more for exploring, and it's going to bump up the uh, fishing thing that you can do in the game, which I enjoy. So I'll be have fun. I'll have fun uh, sailing from island to island, just picking up stuff here and there, and just hanging out in there because it is a really nice looking game. So I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that. As to any games that are coming out. Uh, nothing of note this week, except for one, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, is coming out on Friday. Uh, I've never played a Marvel Ultimate Alliance game, and it, it might be something I'm, I'm interested in at some point, but I'll probably wait till it goes on sale to get it. I'll probably check out some video of it to see how what it looks like. So, that's it for what's coming out and what I've been doing let's get into some news as always these article articles can be found on Polygon, Gizmodo, Kotaku, Game Informer, uh, GameSpot, all of these are all of these places if you want to learn more about it but this is just a small overview of what news there is so we all knew that they're actually not recycling the animations over from the old Pokemon games. They are making all new animations and all new sprites, but it still doesn't help that they look exactly the same. So, there was a interview in Famatsu, and there was a, on the Pokemon subreddit, there was also a, a tag of of this saying that yeah they are remaking them all so well there I guess I, I mean I'm not too sad but I mean if it, as long as they as long as they eventually add them all to high definition but they've got like 809 now to do so it, it'll probably take a while actually one of my favorite things that I've seen 
coming from this is that there was one guy saying on Twitter that it'll it takes like five seconds to or it takes like a minute to sculpt out the Pokemon sprite or whatever. And so people have been taking that as a challenge on like Blender and stuff to try to do like a one minute um, or like a five minute like Blender um, sprite. So it's pretty it's pretty funny if you want to look those up. I, I find that's really hilarious. Uh, Steam is finally putting something out. Uh, something cool and new. Steam Labs is out in beta right now. It has three active experiments, micro trailers, an interactive re- recommender, and an automated daily half an hour show about games. So apparently the micro trailers, they're, they're taking off like a Twitter, a Twitter uh, post where it's just like six second trailers organized by genre. So if you if you want to see what a particular game looks like, you just click on it. You get six seconds of gameplay, super fast, and they're all they're all sorted by genre and curator selections or other categories. So I think that's pretty cool. Oh, Twitter account Steam trailers in six seconds. Yes, that's that's something I have to look up. Actually, that sounds like an interesting Twitter account. The automated show is brief clips of games but also but with multiple micro trailers for each game assembled in a quad display set to music according to them they had the goal of having a voiceover but the robot voice was still too goofy to put on there so here's hoping that they cough up some coin and get a better um audio generator or something and finally the one that i am most interested in is a is the interactive recommender it's a neural network model that is trained to recommend games based on a user's playtime history along with other salient data based on many millions of steam users and many billions of play sessions so even though it initially crunches numbers by what you've played you can also tell it what kind of games you want to see so I'm pretty I'm pretty interested in it. It's almost like the Q except a little more high tech. But of course this being Valve, this probably won't this may or may not any of these things may or may not be coming to the actual all users. So we'll see how it goes. G2A is in a controversy as an employee uh, attempted to secretly pay ten different journalists for favorable coverage of their company according to emails published on Monday. So G2A Marketplace is a skeezy, filth-ridden marketplace where people can sell um, key, key game, game keys even if they're stolen. <laughs> so uh, accusations of fraud have dogged the platform since nearly its inception more than five years ago. It's gotten so bad... Uh, that last week it offered to open its catalog to independent auditors to help clear the air. So the email titled cooperation with G2A.com appears to offer a pre-written story that casts the G2A marketplace in a favorable light. It also asks for discretion. And this is a quote. We have written an unbiased article about how selling stolen keys on gaming marketplaces is pretty much impossible 
and we want to publish it on your website without being marked as sponsored or marked as associated with G2A. It is a transparent and just review of the problem of the stolen keys reselling. So they're trying to influence these uh, journalists by just having them say, oh, there's, there's nothing wrong here, and even if there was... We have this article, but don't say don't don't say that we sent it to you or we made it. Just say that you found it and that it's true. So that's why they're kind of in hot water right now. <laughs> People latched onto this immediately. The full email was found, and the uh, head of G2A's communications. I'm not even gonna Mackie Cook confirmed the scheme to Polygon via telephone. And he attempted to solicit positive. He said attempt to attempt to solicit positive paid coverage without disclosures against company policy, and the employee will be reprimanded. Why not fired? But anyway, on to some equally disgusting news. Uh, after a nearly month-long absence following an E3 bathroom stream suspension, Doctor Disrespect returned to Twitch with 80,000 concurrent viewers and some incredible donations. This is why the Twitch is kind of a jelly-spined website, I suppose. So, at E3, he goes into a bathroom and live streams inside the men's bathroom. That is not only unethical, it is illegal in California and pretty much everywhere else. So Twitch decided to ban him from his channel for a month. One month for doing something that should get him a ticket and all this other stuff from the actual law enforcement of California. (sighs) So... His suspension lasted two weeks, and he released a series of trailers for his return and tweeted an awkwardly worded apology on behalf of the Dr. Disrespect brand. It's one person. It's just you, dude. So, I'm... He is one of their biggest moneymakers. Of course, they're going to let him back on the platform, but that still, somebody should have pressed charges against him, and they could have gotten quite a bit of money because they've got video evidence of him doing it. Something that uh, some people might be interested in is Nike's Air Max 97 is pretty pretty clearly inspired by the Nintendo 64. It appears to be drawing influence from the Nintendo 64's logo and controller, matching the sneaker's vintage might have been... Oh, it uh, adding a Nintendo-style Air Max logo at the heel, putting power and reset buttons on the tongue, and a modified ESERB logo on the insoles. So, it sounds pretty cool. I don't really care about shoes. They're my, they're my first worst shopping experience. I hate shopping for shoes, so I don't really care about it. But maybe somebody out there will. Now, this is what interests me. Six months ago, over 13,000 Elite Dangerous players set out on a massive expedition across the known galaxy. Pretty cool. I played Elite Dangerous, and I... As soon as I tried to reach one place, like a couple star systems over, I realized exactly how big the Elite Dangerous Galaxy is 
which is just is just incredible looking. So these guys trying to cross the entire known galaxy in the game is pretty neat. And as a testament to how long and grueling the trip was, it took six months, and less than 4,000 survived the trip. From 13,000 to 4,000. And while death in Elite Dangerous doesn't do very much if you have ship insurance, there's no way you can catch up with the rest of the group, so the fact that there was even less than 4,000 people all still together that made the entire trip over there, pretty cool. Uh, in total, over the 152 days the fleet was in transit, it traveled 1,118,000,000,000 light years. Which is just an obscene giant number, which is really bad considering that the U.S. is in debt for a trillion plus dollars. <laughs> the Nintendo Switch Lite was revealed. Or leaked, I can't remember. It was revealed, yeah, that's right. It's a smaller, handheld-only portable that will be released this fall. It is described as a Nintendo Switch for those who just want to play it on the go, unlike the Switch, where you can play it on the go. Or at home. <laughs> the light will come in three colors, yellow, gray, and turquoise, kind of like the Game Boy Advance, or the Game Boy, original Game Boy, color, rather. Priced at $200, it's cheaper than the regular Switch, which goes for $300. And for the less $100, for the $100 cheaper, you get a Switch that measures about 3.6 inches high and 8.2 inches long. It's from 5.5. It's a 5.5-inch screen from the 6.2-inch screen from the regular Switch. The light, however, does have a longer, longer battery life, an hour longer, and a D-pad instead of directional buttons. And unlike the regular Switch, it will not feature detachable Joy-Con controllers or a kickstand, and it won't support TV mode. So, here's the rub... I would completely understand them if this was no detachable Joy-Cons, but you could still plug it into a TV and play with a Pro Controller or some other Joy-Cons. The fact that this does not connect to a TV is... I don't know who would find it worth it to have this for less than $100 cheaper. You get $100 more, you can play it anywhere still, and you can play it at home with a big screen. The only thing you're getting from this is an extra hour and a half, maybe two hours of battery life, which anybody playing can just have a portable battery with them. I think this could have been a little bit better, but to me, the Switch Lite is completely useless. Let's see, what else do we have here? Well, one last quick thing is that the Grand Prix-themed Steam Summer Sale was a complete crap show. It uh, not only did it harm the Steam Marketplace, but it harmed the developers on the Marketplace. Uh, because of the way it was going and the way it was told, people started deleting stuff off of their wish list in order to have the 
have the one game on there that they wanted to win because whoever's team won the most, who who whoever whatever team won, would get a free game of their wish in their wish list. People misunderstood. It was the top-rated game on your wish list that you would get for free. People just completely deleted their wish lists down to one game, and it saw a massive drop in sales overall. It is. It was just complete garbage. It's just complete garbage because, first of all, they had a team with Corgi on it. Of course, everybody's going to choose Team Corgi. And not only that, but in the first bit of it, it launched so far ahead that no other team could possibly catch up. Steam, we really want to love you. We want to give you the best chance of beating Epic. Please don't continue to screw up. I mean, you already have a cart, which is more than Epic, so you've you've got that going for you. But please just, I mean, just take care of your stuff. <laughs> oh gosh, we're going to have a Monopoly and it's not going to be Steam. Guess there's nothing good on. Welcome to our Movies and TV Shows segment. Coming out later this week. Well, actually this week. uh, The Art of Self-Defense, which is a satire of the thought of being a man or manly with Jesse Eisenberg. And it's looks pretty it looks pretty funny. So I most people are probably gonna take it as being a literal thing that you should strive for, but it is it is making fun of the thought that being a man is being tough and being able to hurt other people and all that kind of other crap. So uh, Crawl came out. It's a pretty cool looking horror movie. I didn't go see it because I don't really watch horror movies all that often, but it might be I might see it when it comes out. I'm really kind of sad that Dave Batista is not getting a good review over his new film Stuber, but I mean I'm not gonna go see it, so I'm not gonna. I just hope I just hope for the best for him because he's he seems like a really nice guy. He seems like uh like the kind of like Dwayne the Rock Johnson type dude. Just a really nice overall guy. Uh, and finally coming out later this week, The Lion King. Which is, according to some early reviews, a dead, lifeless husk of what the original was. I'm thinking that people are beginning to realize that, like, rehashing the same movies over and over again is not a smart idea. But Disney's going to continue to do it. So, whatever. I will not go see this in theaters because not only is it apparently just a garbage movie, which is exactly the same except the songs aren't the same, it is going to... uh, You can't even tell the difference between most of the lions. So, I mean, come on. (laughs) 
gives Scar a nice black mane and an actual, like, like bright scar across his eye. I mean, how hard is it to, de- to design design a lion? As for stuff that I've been watching, uh, I've gotten into The Dragon Prince on Netflix. Went through all two seasons of it, and it's a really nice show. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Um, I wasn't real super... I've, I've never been... Like super into fantasy, uh, because of personal reasons. But I'm kind of, I'm kind of digging this one. This one seems to be my like my like style of kind of stuff that I like. So it's kind of like Avatar type stuff, which I really want to see Avatar, but it, the Last Airbender. But I I don't know I don't know where to get it. I mean I I could probably. I I just want to rent it from from some place and just watch it because I don't want to buy the whole Caesar series. But we'll see how we'll see how that goes. Maybe someday I'll see. Uh, maybe someday I'll watch that. Oh, so we have a couple of movies, uh, movie news. Uh, apparently, if you guys remember Battleship, which is a real movie that starred Rihanna. Rihanna, the singer. Well, they're taking a they're taking another uh, crack at the um, at the old new quote quote new IP and making a Space Invaders game or a Space Invaders movie. It's being written by Greg Russo, no relation to uh, the Russo brothers. He's recently written a Mortal Kombat reboot, and that has, has another video game. So maybe he's the new video game guy. I don't know. It's Battleship was hilariously bad and fun to watch. So maybe that's they. As long as they don't take it too seriously, which they ultimately will. But I mean, yeah, one can hope. Um, July twelfth which was a couple days ago, is the day that Marvel's Inhumans was supposed to come out, a movie that everybody forgot about because it was a TV series with eight episodes and immediately canceled after that because it was complete crap. So it's just fun to think about how much the Marvel Universe has changed because that was announced like back in October 2014, this movie. And yet, here we are at the end of, uh, pretty much the end of the Marvel Cinematic Universe as it was. We've already, it's it's all, with the release of Spider-Man Far From Home, that's it. That's like the end of the first series of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it's really, it's really cool to go back and think about what could have been and how they could have done it. I mean, by now they would have probably switched out Inhumans with Mutants because they just got the Fox, so it's it's interesting to think about. So, a new sci-fi series, Another Life on Netflix has dropped a full trailer that is interesting. The uh, it's an alien mystery it's a it's an alien type movie. No, not an alien, not an alien alien type movie. 
Um, aliens appear on Earth, and apparently they're hostile. And it inspires a group of people to leave Earth and journey to to where they came from. So it's it's interesting to uh, I, I'm going to check it out when it comes out. Uh, it's it's starring um, Katie Sackoff. Apparently, she was a star in Battlestar Galactica, which I have never seen. So. I'm I'm interested in watching it. We'll see how how good it is. Netflix originals are very hit and miss recently, and I'm not really digging the fact that they're kind of focusing more on their original stuff than the other stuff. But they have to because there are 15 million streaming services now, and eventually everybody's gonna have a streaming service. And once everybody has a streaming service. Everybody will pirate. <laughs> so, they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot with that. Power Rangers, which came out a couple of years ago, is getting rebooted once again. So, maybe they'll... I mean, again, serious, they're trying to be serious about these movies. Just, just have it the light-hearted, fun garbage that was was a TV show. I mean, don't try to be all serious and dark and all that kind of stuff. Like, just look at how the DCEU turned out. Don Cheadle is set to star in Space Jam 2, which is a real thing that's happening, I believe, with LeBron James this time. Uh, I'm fine with another Looney Tunes, Looney Tunes thing. We don't get enough Looney Tunes, in my opinion. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown, who uh, plays Eleven in Stranger Things, denied that she's been cast in The Eternals, which is kind of sad. It would have been neat to have her in the uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because she is she is a nice actor. I enjoy her work. Uh, Rocketman director Dexter Fletcher is attached to direct the third Sherlock Holmes film, starring Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law. And it is rumored to be set in the American West. That's an interesting way to take it. Uh, of, of course, I'm going to go see it because I enjoyed the first two so much. I think overall, I enjoy I enjoy those movies better than the last three seasons of Sherlock from BBC. Uh, how many seasons were there? There was three Maybe the first season and a half. That's probably that's probably it. Uh, producer Tim Miller revealed that Sonic the Hedgehog's new character design is done, and believes fans will be pleased. So, we'll see how it goes. They haven't released anything yet. I hope that they probably won't show it off until the movie is like just ready to come out. Because they don't want to have another, oh, it looks stupid again, and they have to go redo it. Because at this point, it's make or break time for them. So, The Flintstones is apparently getting a new adult-oriented TV series with Brownstone Productions and Warner Bros. Animation. Why not, why not make, like, an updated original series like 
how they should have done with the Muppet Show. But whatever. Whatever, what do I know? I'm just a normal person. Uh, Cartoon Network has officially announced that Infinity Train will premiere with a five-night special event starting 7.30 on Monday, August 5th, which is a series that everybody should check out. If you do have Spectrum, you can just get the Spectrum app and watch it on your iPad. So that's something cool that I figured out that you can do. Um, but it stars young computer science-loving science Tulip and her companions, One One the Robot and Atticus, Corgi King of Corginia, as they explore the infinite interdimensional insides of the titular train on a quest to get Tulip home. That's my word, titular. Good gosh. And of course, to nobody's surprise, John Favreau confirmed that work has already begun on a second season of The Bounty Hunting Adventures with Pedro Pascal's Mandalorian. According to John Favreau, it's honestly like turning over your toy chest and playing with all the Star Wars toys together. We're having a great time. It's all new characters. It's going to be on Disney Plus coming up in the fall. And we're done with the first season. I was actually writing part of the second season now, so I'm having a blast. So, good good for him. I enjoy his work on Iron Man, Iron Man 3, I believe. No, Iron Man 1 and 2 he was on. And, of course, he did Jungle Book, which was a good a good retelling of the, uh, of a already Disney animated TV, good gosh, show, movie. And, uh, even though I despise the Lion King, I appreciate the heart that he tried to put into it, even though it came off as just a resurrected corpse of a good movie. So, Dave Batista again posted a photo on I believe it was Instagram with the caption what an honor, hashtag do, Dune hashtag Dream Chaser it confirms his role as Rabin Harkonnen nephew of Baron Vladimir Harkonnen so apparently he is going to be in Dune I did not know that I am infinitely more interested in Dune now <laughs> as if I couldn't if, as if I couldn't possibly be more excited about Dune. Oh, gosh. I wish I felt this way about Star Wars still. Hmm. Uh, yeah, once again, the upcoming Mortal Kombat movie from New Line has cast its first um, actor. According to Hollywood Reporter, Joe Talsim will play the ice-wielding Chinese ninja Sub-Zero. Uh, he's apparently a judo champion with a He's an Indonesian judo champion with a Chinese heritage. So, that's pretty cool. I'm glad that they're getting somebody who can probably pull off the fighting moves without having like a double stand-in for him. So, that's pretty interesting. According to Deadline, the Momo Challenge, a viral internet hoax, is getting its own movie. So, we got Slenderman, and now we're getting Momo. If you don't know who Momo is... Why don't you look up chicken or chicken mother or bird mother or something, bird mother statue, and that is Momo. <laughs> and I didn't actually realize that it was an actual statue. I thought it was a doctored photo. So, shows what I know. But uh, apparently the thing with it is 
Uh, Momo Challenge is a viral game shared on messages services like WhatsApp that allegedly presents young people with a series of challenges that lead to violence and suicide. Ugh. The messages are said to be prompted by the image of a creepy-looking woman with popped-out eyes and chicken feet, who appears at random and lures people into her mysterious web game, which she asks them to record. So, probably another found footage type... Another found footage type horror movie. Which, I mean, I would understand... I would have understood if that was what Slenderman was, but it really wasn't, so... I don't know what to think about that anymore. During a panel at Niagara Falls Comic-Con, Christopher Lloyd, who of course played Doc Brown, stated he'd be happy to reprise his role in a for a fourth ecologically-minded Back to the Future. He says, I think somehow it needs to kind of convey a message about something that's important to everyone, universally, like climate change. Some way of incorporating whatever fever is going on at the moment into, into the film and keeping the feeling of one, two, and three. That's a tricky, tricky deal because you don't want to do another one and disappoint, so I don't know. I'd be happy to for myself, but we'll see. That would be pretty cool. That I would I would be so up for that. Even if it was garbage, I would be up so up for that. Uh, according to Dan Trackenberg uh, from Game Radar, he promises that the upcoming Uncharted movie will tell a different new story, completely unique from the adventures of Nathan Drake in the games. So, uh, this, as this is probably already stated, it is going to be like almost a prequel to the games. So, it's not, I mean, I wouldn't see that they were rehashing the same story because Tom Holland is a young Nathan Drake, I believe, in the film. So, I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Uh, Zack Snyder, the Prince of Darkness and Grittiness, will create and executive produce a yet unnamed show for Netflix. It's an anime that will be set in the world of Norse mythology. So, maybe finally his talents for dark and grittiness will be better served than a nice, supposed to be a nice upbuilding superhero movie. We can only hope. Man, Netflix is in the news this week. Good gosh. Netflix has also announced plans to launch The Cuphead Show, a series based on Studio MDHR video game about Cuphead and his brother Mugman as they try to get out of a tricky gambling debt with the devil, sending them on an adventure through the Inkwell Isles. So it'll feature the same hand-drawn style of the game, which I am all for. I am so ready for this. The uh, co-creators Chad and Jared Moldenhauer are attached to executive produce, as are, interestingly, Rocco's Modern's Life's Cosmo Sergison and Dave Wasson. And apparently Dave Wasson is one of the guys who does the new Mickey Mouse shorts, which are hilarious. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this show as well. Man, I mean, I was just saying that Netflix originals are kind of iffy, but like three or four of the news shows, the news has got me like going for this now. So I'm kind of I'm kind of hyped up for this. And finally some Star Wars news. StarWars.com has just officially revealed our first look at the brand new Stormtrooper design coming with the rise of Skywalker, the red angular and very angry looking Sith Trooper. <sighs> this is supposed to end 
the Skywalker saga. Why are you introducing a new thing right at the end of it that you're not going to use? Why? Unless, of course, this is just going to set up the unending fight between the Resistance and the First Order for Disney's new section of Star Wars. Because my thought was that the First Order was going to get was going to get kicked to the curb in this final movie. Now I'm not so sure. Now I'm thinking maybe this is just going to finally be like, like stinking Kylo Ren said, the past is going to just be killed off completely and it's just going to be left with the, a reskinned empire and a reskinned rebel alliance in a galaxy far, far away. What they also could do is have Emperor Palpatine come back, those be his Sith troopers, and the First Order gets wiped out by Emperor Palpatine's troops. That I would be super excited to see. Uh-oh. Welcome to our board game and tabletop segment. I've been playing some Keyforge lately. It's an interesting card game where everything is like unique. They're well, the one deck that you the deck that you get is the only one of its kind in existence. It's the this the one and only. So it's pretty cool. They just released a new series of decks that was at Barnes Nobles and I did my very best not to buy another two decks. So congratulate me. I I managed not to spend money on frivolous things. <laughs> so some good news all around is Trump stalls board game tariffs. The Trump administration has suspended the planned 25% tariffs on board games, toys, and accessories imported from China. Thank goodness. Because that was going to bump up the price of everything. Not only did board game and tabletop people get into this, but the presidents of Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo all penned a letter asking people to stall this, to not let it happen. Because it was going to bump up prices 50 to, I think, $50, 50 to $70. It's going to be something, some crazy amount uh, for just like everything. And it's, it's only hurting us. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, we, don't, we don't get political on the Tobecast, but it's just just dumb. Get, uh, call, I call it like I seize it. So, uh, once again, some in more Dune news. First released 35 years ago alongside David Lynch's film ap- adaptation. Dune has players take on the role of one of six rival groups vying for control or the independence of Arrakis. Since going out of print, it has become a hot collector's item, and you can see the preview. Oh, no. Yeah, you can. if you go to the article on Gizmodo, I believe, you can see a preview of the new box art. Dune, the board game, is set to come out August 24th and will cost about $50. I already have, like, 70 board games on my Amazon wish list. There's room for another one. (laughs) 
that I'll eventually get maybe someday. And finally, also, on Kickstarter, Shovel Knight Dungeon Duels. As a video game, Shovel Knight has now become a tabletop miniatures game. Shovel Knight Dungeon Duels is a competitive board game for one to four players who seek gold by digging up mounds, defeating bosses, or even stealing from other Shovel Knights. So, the interesting thing of the game is that it's quasi-recreated the side-scrolling experience of the video game by having a series of moving board pieces that rotate with each round. This not only makes it actually feel like a side-scroller, but also ensures that the game changes every time you play. That's cool. Uh, it's on Kickstarter now through July 27th. The minimum pledge for a copy is 70 bucks. Good gosh. And it's going to come out next July. 70 bucks. That's a little much for a board game. But there's always room for one more on the wish list. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Lonely Tobecast. Even though I'm a little lonely, I actually had quite a bit of fun doing this today. Really pepped my step, if you get my drift. So I'd like to thank myself for doing this, of course. <laughs> and, of course, an even bigger thank you to you, the listener. If you liked us, why not please rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening to. And, of course, subscribe so you can get our hopefully weekly content. If you super enjoyed us, why not tell a friend? so we can get our listenership up and I can actually start putting some money into this because right now I'm doing it in uh, in the back of a van with a Yeti microphone in the middle of the July with no air conditioner on. So, <laughs> yeah, not great for me, but I'm sure, I'm, hopefully, I'm hoping somebody is getting some enjoyment out of this content. Uh, as for the rest of what I do is nothing so far because yet again I am just I was swamped with everything I am hoping after I get my new vehicle everything will just calm down and I will finally get back to a good routine so for now everything else is on suspension but it's easy enough to do a podcast so I'm enjoying I'm enjoying doing this every week if you want to tell us what we can do better or want to send in a question or topic for us to talk about, you can send it in to bestfriendsplaystuff at gmail.com. That's bestfriendsplaystuff at gmail.com. Or you can send us a voice message that we can play on the podcast at anchor.fm forward slash topecast. That's anchor.fm forward slash topecast. And until next time, I've been Tobe, and I hope you have a nice rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs>